Hello, and welcome to America's Eats Podcast, where we talk about the foods you know, but may not know much about. I'm your host, Daryl Bishop. Each week, we'll cover a new and important part of the American fabric of food and drink, and how it won its way onto our table and into our hearts. Hot chocolate. It's the perfect drink on a chilly fall evening or as a complimentary companion to a delicious donut. Whether young or old, rich or poor, hot chocolate has warmed American bellies for hundreds of years. But have you ever stopped to think about why some people call it hot chocolate and some call it cocoa? And more importantly, is there even a difference? Join us and find out as we explore the rich history of hot chocolate. Chocolate originates in Central America as the cacao or cocoa bean. Archaeological evidence suggests that the ancient Olmec enjoyed a chocolate beverage, which they passed down to the Mayas and Aztecs. In pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, natives prepared chocolate by first roasting and grinding the shelled nibs of the cocoa bean into a paste we now call chocolate liqueur, and then crumbling the liqueur into water. They then would flavor the chocolate with things such as honey, vanilla, flowers, and chili peppers. The final step in Mesoamerican chocolate was to pour the chocolate from one cup into another from about standing height. This gave the chocolate a nice foamy head and was deemed an essential part of the chocolate-making ritual. Mesoamericans also drank their chocolate from special drinking vessels of lacquered gourds or ceramic cups in much the same way that modern societies have certain cups for tea and coffee. In the decades immediately following the Spanish conquest of the Aztecs, chocolate was not something a self-respecting Iberian-born Spaniard would drink. Chocolate didn't fit within the European understanding of food, meaning they didn't have anything really to compare it to. Its unpopularity was also linked to its inclusion in potions, magic, and pagan idolatry. Slowly, though, the Iberian Spanish began to see chocolate as something medicinal, and so incorporated it into their medicinal practices. To some, it was seen as a wonder cure, and by the 1630s, tons of it were being imported to Spain and distributed to the rich, the powerful, and the well-connected in Europe. It took a while for sugar to be added to chocolate. Iberian Spanish preferred to take their chocolate the Mesoamerican way, drinking it and mixing it with honey or imported vanilla and flowers. However, as sugar imported from Spanish holdings in the Americas became abundant, it began to be used as a substitute for honey, though their chocolate still retained its slightly bitter taste. Slowly, chocolate won the hearts of European aristocracy, and it trickled down into the upper middle classes. Like the ancient Mesoamericans before them, the Europeans prized chocolate as a stimulant and for its ability to improve one's mood. Chocolate arrived in North America via European colonists. Throughout the 1700s, American chocolate consumption slowly grew until 1765, when the first chocolate factory in North America was founded by John Hannon and acquired by Dr. James Baker in 1780. Much of their chocolate was used to make hot chocolate. During the American Revolutionary War, Chocolate rations were allotted to the American and British military officers alike. They received their chocolate ration in a brick, which they shaved into hot water and added sugar. Before the middle part of the 19th century, chocolate was still mostly consumed as a beverage. Then, in 1828, a Dutch entrepreneur named Casparis van Houten created a method by which the cocoa butter could be mechanically divorced from the cocoa nib.
This meant the cocoa nib could be dried, pulverized, and stored as a powder, and could be used in ways beyond making hot chocolate. Van Houten's son Conrad contributed to his father's process by first adding alkaline salts to the cocoa nibs before they were crushed. The alkaline salts reduced the natural acidity of chocolate and made the powder pH neutral. This also mellowed the flavor of the cocoa and removed its bitterness. Their process also helped pave the way for the first chocolate bar in 1847. The Van Houten process is widely known as the Dutch process and is still widely used today. The Dutch process created a difference in drinking chocolate that is ignored by all but the biggest fans of chocolate. The cocoa powder from the Dutch process can be easily dissolved into water or milk, but because it contains very little cocoa butter, it is not true chocolate. Hot cocoa is much thinner than hot chocolate due to its loss of fats. Hot chocolate, on the other hand, is nothing more than chocolate liqueur added to a hot liquid. As Europe and America industrialized, chocolate and cocoa became more available to the masses, and hot cocoa was as popular as ever, and was even considered a good coffee substitute due to the mild stimulants naturally found in cocoa beans. Though recipes varied, most recipes for hot cocoa included sugar, vanilla, nutmeg, and milk, but some even included eggs, which had to be whipped into the mixture quickly to prevent curdling. On the cratered battlefields of Europe during the First World War, hot cocoa was offered to British soldiers and then later to American soldiers by YMCA volunteers, though it wouldn't be until the end of the Second World War when hot cocoa powder would be officially added to the American military ration. The cocoa powder in American rations was just that, cocoa powder, and still required sweeteners to be added. It was thanks in part to the Korean War that Americans can now enjoy a cup of instant hot chocolate, or rather, hot cocoa. In the 1950s, after the fighting in Korea had subsided, Santa Dairy Engineers, a dairy company in Menomonee, Wisconsin, were left with a huge surplus of powdered creamer it had produced to meet its contractual obligations with the U.S. government supplying powdered dairy creamer to the troops in Korea. Charles Santa was born in 1917 to Italian immigrants to the United States. Charles earned a degree in mechanical engineering and served as an engineer in the Navy during World War II. After the war, Charles worked in the steel industry before joining the family business in dairy production. Charles used his skill and knowledge to increase the shelf life of dairy coffee creamers, which the U.S. government bought and shipped to soldiers in Korea. With all that extra coffee creamer around, Charles believed it would make for an excellent ingredient in a cup of hot cocoa. From his home kitchen, Charles began experimenting with different amounts and combinations for his perfect cup. He tested his concoctions on his children and other local kids. Soon enough, Charles had arrived at his perfect mixture, a concoction comprising of cocoa, powdered creamer, sugar, and vanilla. All one needed to do was add hot water. Charles's cocoa was initially called Brown Swiss by his brother and named after a kind of dairy cow. Santa Dairy Engineers initially sold Brown Swiss to airlines and local restaurants. Apparently, the airline stopped buying the cocoa mix after they discovered their customers were stealing the packets. The Santas realized that Brown Swiss might appeal to more people than initially thought and prepared to produce for grocery stores. A few changes were made before the new cocoa mix hit store shelves. Namely, the original creamer powder was substituted with non-fat milk powder, which increased the shelf life, and the name Brown Swiss was dropped in favor of a new name, Swiss Miss. 
Swiss Miss landed on store shelves in 1961 and kicked off America's love of instant hot cocoa. It's no surprise that hot cocoa mix-ins have changed over time. As more and more products were available to the average American consumer, people experimented more with hot cocoa additives. Perhaps the most famous hot cocoa addition is marshmallows, though it's possible people had plopped marshmallows into their cocoa before 1917, it's likely that the Angelus Marshmallow Company popularized the combination through their cookbooks, suggesting novel uses for their marshmallows. Today, one can enjoy a warming cup of hot cocoa with all kinds of mix-ins. Among the most popular are marshmallows, candy canes, caramel, cinnamon, nutmeg, maple syrup, and alcohol. So the next time you grab a glass of your favorite hot cocoa or hot chocolate, raise a toast to those Mesoamerican farmers and all those who helped make hot chocolate as we know it today.